Recording from the Ethel Studios, this is Craigie Too Crunk, and you listen to the Talking Small Podcast. If you do not like it, call your doctor, go to the hospital, and have your balls chopped off. Oh yeah! Something that beautiful should have something beautiful. Harley looks at her cock and goes, you talk about you? Big butthole blast. Harley, that's some real initiative by the executive producer to try to bump the rating. Soups only, dude? Oh, if we're talking like broccoli cheddar soup, dude. Yeah, party girls. Ooh, yeah. Blonde-haired sisters. I'm in love with the stripper. Oh, Grandma, it's when guys send Danielle dick pics. So I was younger than her when I was beaten off to her. <laughs> Hashtag statutory beat all. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Small Podcast. We have a very special guest, actually two special guests. Craig, who are our guests? I don't know, you name them. Alright, we got all the way from California, we have Eric. Hey, how's it going? And from the Hugh Stones, we got my sister, Durple, a.k.a. Dan Bleasy, a.k.a. Danielle. Danielle, what's up? It me. I'm here. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So this is kind of like not necessarily an emergency podcast since we've all been crawfish bowling and drinking and stuff like that. But there's a lot of viewers that were asking for your take on some recent current events. Dan Bleasy. Yeah. And they know you're a flight attendant, and there's been a lot of airline issues in the news as of late. One of them is United kicking some ladies off for wearing yoga pants. Mm-hmm. So what what's your take on what's your take on wearing yoga pants on a plane? Is that acceptable? Why these girls get kicked off? Okay, so here's what really happened. Um, they were wearing leggings, which aren't yoga pants. Yoga pants, they're a little more like, they're less see-through than leggings. Leggings, you know, you get to see the hole. You get you get to see it, right? The what hole? The whole ordeal. Oh, okay. Okay, the package, right? So, um, they were wearing that. That's Craig's beer. They were also like, I don't know, 12 or 13. So, like, you're too young to be wearing that, to be honest, with nothing under. But... They were um, they were non-revving, which means they were using someone's travel benefits to go from point A to point B. Whose and travel benefits? Either their parents or their relatives. But basically, you know, you can put, um, like, if you're in the aviation industry, you can put people that you care about or your friends or whoever on your flight benefits. Am I on your list? <laughs> no, but mom and dad are. So, Who she cares about? Surprise. You know, and they don't even use it. So what's the fucking point, right? You use it or you lose it. Wait, what kind of benefits can you, like, give your parents? I mean, basically they get, like, really, really cheap flights anywhere. Um, like, what's, what's cheap? I think round trip, it's like 50 bucks. From, like, what? New Orleans to Houston or New Orleans to Los Angeles or like I mean in the in the US it's the same. It's when you go outside the US you have to pay international tax. So to Canada it would be like 150 bucks because you have to pay the normal like 50 rate plus tax on it. Um but it just depends where you go but it's still way cheaper like you can go to Spain for if I can go to Spain on my travel benefits, because I'm the employee, I can go for like 60 bucks. But if my relative or someone on my travel benefits goes, it's like 125, which is still way better than yeah. what you would pay if you were going to just buy a ticket to Spain. Do you have to designate that person for like, when can you change it? Like, Every you year. Switch? Oh, Every uh, January. They're stuck on it for a and, year. And don't, they say don't put your boyfriend or don't put your, you know, your man yeah, that you don't yeah, know because... Yeah. They're going to reap the rewards. And, and if he has your password and stuff, he can book his own flights and then it, it's actually taken out of our taxes. So if someone like goes and travels so much and uh, you don't really know about it and then, you know, your, uh, your taxes at the end of the year, you owe money and you have no idea, it's because you put the wrong person on your travel benefits. 
Hey, Dylan, you're not getting on these travel benefits. <laughs> it, is Never. The, is it a flat, the $50, is that flat rate all throughout the United States? Um, No, it depends on like how far in advance even your travel, you know, it's the same thing like, you know, the flux rates of tickets, like gotcha. what day you buy it, whatever, like it's still kind of like that, but it's it's cheap. It would never be over 75 and it would never be under 20. Gotcha. So these girls, 13 years old, come in with some leggings, not yoga pants, so they're more see-through. You can see the holes. Is what I gathered from it. But here's the thing is that so they're on when, – okay, when you use someone's travel benefits, there's a dress code that you agree to that you're, it's supposed to be business casual. But basically, you are representative of the company, so you just can't look like too much of a – like a whore walking. Yeah, or like a like a couch potato. Like you 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 know, just be mindful that you're representing something more than yourself. So if it was a man wearing like men's yoga pants, that's not cool. No. Why? Because you can see package? I mean What if he has a big package? If it makes everyone uncomfortable, then who's gonna fly happy? If we're all sitting there looking at Mr. So-and-so's dingling, then how can we, like, just think about... So, well, it might make you happy. So, so if, you, mean, if he's got yoga pants on and he doesn't have any shorts on for whatever reason and he's got a big dingling, that's going to be more distractive than having a small dingling? Or how's that work? I think it just depends on the body type. You know, if a really fat dude was doing that, it would look like Peter Pan and some tights and people would be like, Really distracted. If it was like one of those like California like. So Zach Zach Afron was doing it. It would pr- he'd probably get away with it because the gate agent, which the gate agent's the person who called in and complained about the the women in the first place. Like they're they, thirteen years old. Why is he complaining? No, the thing is that the United Gate agent was like, okay, you're not allowed to wear this because it's not in the dress code, which there's rules for a reason. You know why? Because people fucking break them, and you don't need to be. In a uh, on a plane for free in a bathing suit. Like I don't need to see, I don't need to see anyone in less clothing than I already see people. That's how I feel. No one's that beautiful. What if it was Craig? Craig in less clothing. Um, it'd be funny, but it would get old. All right, Craig. What do you think about that? I wear whatever I want. <laughs> Not on the. Craig, pl- do you own yoga pants? No. He's what about leggings? I ain't gonna wear no fucking yoga pants nowhere. What about leggings? Do you own leggings? No. Do you own leggings? <laughs> no. I own four pairs. You, but, but you own <laughs> four pairs of leggings or yoga pants? She said there's a definite there is distinction. A diff- leggings, well, y'all don't understand, but it's a little more see-through. No, and men's, the long, like, I don't know anything underwear. about men's. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. Basketball leggings, like pants. Yeah, like the basketball players. Those aren't leggings. I don't know. Are those leggings? I don't know. Yeah, I really I What are leggings? But I, I got like this is a But I got good calves, so they probably let me on. I consider those. leggings like thick pantyhose. That's a good point. Craig, have you ever worn thick pantyhose? He said no. dick pantyhose. I said thick pantyhose. Oh. Craig, <laughs> I said they were dick pantyhose. dick pantyhose. Craig, have you ever put a pantyhose on on your head like you were a burglar? No. Have you? <laughs> I don't know, but that was a thing. Kids, How do you like, not know if you've done that? I don't know. I, th- I think he has. You have to think about it for a minute. Every no, time. I'm trying to because that's what I, it, it, that's a thing. Like acting like a burglar. You know how like was it the not the Foot Clans? They wouldn't do that because they had a no costume. the Foot the Foot the Foot Clans in uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, like no, they but like... they wasn't. They just didn't put legging. You know, it wasn't pantyhose. But I'm saying that's what the you were imitating when kids did that. Like, as a burglar, that's a common thing in movies. You see people put on the pantyhose over their head to disguise themselves. I'm trying to picture your head in pantyhose right now, Craig. That'd be it's a kinda, tight fit. You need to quit picturing that. It's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to pod over here. We don't need anything else happening. All right. So, um, so they don't let these girls on, and there's a big uproar. Because it's a dress code, and they ask them to put on pants, and they refuse. Here's the thing. Did they, they were like, ha- Did they have pants? Who doesn't have pants in their luggage if you're going on a trip? Well, what you got to have a pair of pants. What did they check their bags? They didn't. Ooh, that's facts. That's some insider information. I didn't know that. Till now. Wait, what airline do you work for? Whoa, we're not talking we're about that. We're not supposed that. to talk about that. Oh, okay. That's untouchable, E. Okay, that's fine. 
Settle down. No there. one's listening. They're not going to find out. <laughs> no one's. No one's. Well, listening. And Dude, this is going to go worldwide. Last time <laughs> Durple was on here, she got 114 views. Oh wow. She's well, big time. Uh, I have a question. Where does that come from, Durple or Dan Bleasy? Like, what's that? Um, you you never heard of like Derp Derpina? Like uh, the memes with the girl, the Derp. Uh, it's kind of like I don't know what it is, but I may yourself. have heard that. Like, people, yeah, I think I may have heard some people. Like, say it's that. like making fun of yourself. It's like a it's a thing that it's like it's a few years old. It's not like a thing now, but yeah. back then everything was like Derp Derp. Like when you were trolling or like making fun of yourself, it was like a Derp. Yeah, but she hasn't updated it, so I mean, she's gotcha. just like. Still... I mean, because it was a name that I. Yeah. It was like Dan Bleasy Derpel. If you had twenty five hundred, if you had twenty five hundred followers, you wouldn't change your name either. No, I, I understand it. I was just asking for the origin. What about Dan Bleasy? Um, that's kind of funny. Like when we were, when I was in the ninth grade, we were like, we went around in a circle and we're like talking about what our rapper name would be. And I said it was Dan. Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Let, me, let me set the scene here. You're in ninth grade. Where are you that you're going to round circle rap names? It was like a house party, but like a parent was watching, so it wasn't like too crazy, but like we were all so just like sitting no, around. So no like Coors Lights flowing? We were drinking behind the scenes, but like we had to make sure her mom was, you know, it was like not a lot of drinking. It was very little drinking. Craig, what age did you start drinking? <laughs> Junior high. Was that uh, seventh and eighth? Oh, like by myself with parents or like with <laughs> by friends? Myself. Okay, when, when did, did I become an alcoholic? <laughs> when did you like start sneaking drinks and get drunk? What age? About sixth grade. Wow. So that's like eleven. <laughs> I think I was seventh grade or eighth grade. Oh wow. Eric, how about you? Eighteen. What Baby, the fuck? goody no. good. <laughs> yeah. Eleven's young. good boy. Eleven's really fucking young. What were you doing in junior high and beginning of high school? You just didn't go just out. Just video games, playing video games and exactly. digging around, throwing the football. And where's the fun in that? Li- like working out, just doing whatever good kids did. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? You did it. I I did it. Sounds at, like a cover up. At fourteen, I was getting drunk. I no, I didn't. I didn't get drunk that early. Smoking cigarettes at the bus stop. Fuck, I still don't smoke cigarettes. That's Fuck disgusting. cigarettes, aka cancer. I'm glad I never started smoking cigarettes. When's the first time you smoked pot? Uh, I think freshman year of college. So 19. He went one year from booze to pot, real quick. That's why they call it a gateway drug. They call pot the gateway drug. Yeah. Alcohol really is the gateway drug, but they give pot that rep. Danielle, your alcohol from, just connects the dots between all the drugs. Danielle, your jump from alcohol to pot. How long did it take? Um, so I said I was like seventh grade that I was drinking alcohol. I didn't so smoke like, pot until like the end of ninth grade. Thirteen to sixteen, okay. probably. I smoked pot in eighth grade. What were some of the other rapper names? Whoa, oh. whoa! I don't get to say. Well, this. we got derailed. All of a sudden, we got into like this deep. So Harley went from 14 to 16. Wow, he had less of a gap than I did, right? Or is the same gap, which would be interesting because we're related. I don't know. I don't know if I, Harley, your answer, who are you doing this with? James Bloom, a.k.a. Oob Goob. That's the pot of the It sounds like drinking. a pothead name, the Oob Goob. No, the, the Oob Goob was the pot. I didn't drink with Oob Goob. That guy was lame. Uh, shout out to James Bloom. You just said that's rude. That's so rude. Well, I mean, he was lame. <laughs> He's nice. Shout out to him, but he's lame as fuck. Yeah. See? Duh. All right. So Last time I saw him, to... he was a nice dude. I mean, he's nice. He's just, you know. <laughs> All right. So, Danielle, we're in a we're in a uh, circle here, and you're going around rap names. How'd you get to Dan Bleasy? So, I first said Dan Beasy, just because... Beyonce I... was big at the time? Or you... No, it wasn't Beyonce. Like, it literally just... It felt very natural. Um, it was damn easy. And all my friends said that. And then we started smoking. They're like, oh, more like damn bleasy. Smoking what? What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> I think it's pretty implied. With the mom there? Did you say Harambe? With, with the, the mom, mom there. Oh. With, no, with the not that night. But like later I hung out with that same group of friends. And they... <laughs> Uh, you know, I was never gonna be a rapper. What do you think? Like, of who are Harambe? these? Could, could like, could you say names? Just because I'm wondering if I know who they are. Morgan, Alex, Cassandra, Cassandra, you bitch, you owe me fifty dollars. Oh, good. Shout out Ooh. to Cassandra. I don't, know. I don't think we know any of these. Personal people. shouts. No, she needed a shout. Yeah. 
Sometimes What's you... Cassandra doing nowadays that you don't like her? Good question. I messaged her on Facebook a month ago. Haven't got a reply. So, so. you said, hey, Sandra. Cassandra, sorry. <laughs> uh, What's I her need, last I name? I need 50 bucks. Where's my $50, Where's my $50, bitch? No, I said, hey, how are you? We haven't hung out in a while. Like, I'm trying to... You're trying, trying to, to get, get her there. to respond. She knows so I need my money. money. She knows I want my money, right? So. Wait, she lent this to you in high school or recently? Like two years ago, but I don't let things like that go. Hey, cause that's a long time. Because I haven't hung out with her. So you're like, Har- let- you're like Harley. You hold grudges, huh? Who lets $50 go? No, because she used me to get the $50. Like, she found me in a time of weakness to get the $50, and then she stopped talking to me. Was this during the hateful. Dylan time frame? No, it was before the Dylan time frame, but goddamn, should I have learned? Yeah, don't trust people. People suck. Well, what's the... You just opened up a great oh, God. source of questions. You We're just supposed said, to go back to the <laughs> yeah, United situation. We're getting sidetracked, but you just gave us some good stuff. You said you were at a time of weakness. Now, what, like, not to prod too much, but, like, roughly, if you're... Oh, fine to talk about that what's like a time of weakness for you when i say a time of weakness i just mean you know you've had a couple of drinks you have you're smiling you're just laughing amongst like comfortable friends and then somebody <gasps> cassandra um you know just like needs 50 bucks no like they kind of just bring up a situation to you and then ask something from you and gotcha. you're just in that perfect state gotcha it's the most generous state ever it wasn't like a state of my life where I was more vulnerable than others. Yeah, I was thinking rock bottom. Like when you said oh, we, I, I thought you were talking bottom. about rock bottom or something like that. No, that wasn't my rock bottom. <laughs> That's another story. We'll skip on that. So <laughs> perfect. So you got some girls, thirteen years old leggings. They kicked him out of the plane. And there's a huge big to do about it, and all of a sudden, like United's in the crosshairs of every. Social justice warrior. Okay, there is. United made a statement and said, "If you're just a passenger, you're more than welcome to wear your leggings. Like, bring on the leggings. But if you are getting basically free flights, you gotta adhere to a dress code. Just like Delta, Southwest, every major American or whatever company, there's a dress code because, uh, I mean, you you represent the company. It's like anything. You don't get free flights and not." You know, of course, there's something to. Yeah, but the whole thing grew like it, like no one cares. People just got that... pissed off about it because people don't have anything better to do with their damn lives. Who cares if some twelve year olds wore wore leggings and then were asked to change and then refused to change? So they freaked the fuck out. All right, so fast forward a little ways. United, okay. United, you know, stays under the the headlines for a little bit, and all of a sudden here it comes back again with Mister. We're overbooked, you're not getting off, and we're going to smash your face into the armrest. Is that what happened? Did, did you not see the video? The video is pretty traumatic. I've seen the video, but I have my own take. All right, I'd, like, I'd love to hear it. Because, look, just real quick breakdown. It's long. From what I've seen is the guy's told to get up. For whatever reason, he decides he wants to go see his, supposedly he's a doctor, wants to go see his patients the next day. He won't get up. They, they get security in there. They tell him to get up. They pull him off. They're trying, and he smacks his face into the armrest, gets basically two front teeth knocked out, and gets, like, concussed and also unconscious, and they pull him off the plane. So what's your take? Okay, so all that happened, and it was video recorded, but just coming from an insider, you know, I am a flight attendant. Um, I don't have any personal ties to this exact situation, but I'm going to give you my take and my insider information. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> Here we go. So at the last minute, United had to deadhead a crew to Louisville to be in position for a Ex- flight explain, the next morning. Explain what deadhead is. I mean, if you don't know what that means, it basically means they have to reposition uh, crew members so they can work a morning flight. So I'll get deadheaded uh today to work a flight tomorrow because it's not legal for the the crew members then to work or they've been moved elsewhere so basically it means if you want a future flight to happen you have to have the right crew members on board so do you get paid the deadhead yeah we get paid half time all right um and basically this wasn't planned beforehand because they the deadheaders were supposed to get on a later flight but there was bad weather and it was canceled so their flight was canceled, and so at the last minute, after everyone had boarded, the gate agent tried to get the deadheading crew members, it was four people, onto that flight. 
But the fight was full, correct? The fight was full. It wasn't oversold at this point. But having the four uh, crew members on board would put it in an oversold situation. So first they asked. They said, can anyone volunteer? We'll give you a $400 a travel voucher. Now, if- that, that $400 seems low. I thought it was normally higher than that. And it can go anywhere from four hundred to twelve, or no, thirteen fifty. Like it depends on, you know, if you're in New York City, and it's the certain time of the year, they'll offer that kind of money. It just depends on the the price of the flight. Like what, like what we're talking. If it's from Chicago to Louisville, it's gonna, you know, first they offered four hundred, no one would take it. Then they offered eight hundred. No, but, and you but get accommodations for the night, and you get your so you get accommodations for the night. You get your flight the next day, and then you have an eight hundred dollars to spend on any United flight. It does not expire. Well, let me ask you this: No one took that. If you're already on the plane, because it seems really different. Like if they catch you when before you board, it might be a little easier. But you're already on the plane, so you're probably worried about your carry-on luggage, and you, I mean you're already on the flight. Carry-on luggage is easy to to. Take with you, right? Because it's well, in the overhead bin. Oh, what about your check baggage? They can still do that. But do you really trust the people that can go through and find your bag? It seems like that probably just going to get there earlier than you. And, and I mean, I, I could see, like, if I'm on the plane, I check the bag, and you're offering me $800 to get off. I'm like, fuck it. I, I already checked the bag. I'm good to go. I mean, it just depends on your situation. The, before they even boarded, so it was like the last, they were in the final phases of boarding when they found out this crew needed to deadhead. And they got one person, like before he even got on the plane, they said, hey, we're going to have to reaccommodate you um, and gave him a different flight and apologized, right? But so they had to get three people from the plane to... Uh, to to get off, which no one who's on the plane wants to get off the plane, right? Um, they asked volunteers, offered eight hundred bucks. No one gave a shit. They asked two other people to get off the plane, and guess what? Those people did. Were they pissed off? I bet. But they didn't refuse to leave their seat and make a big deal. And this happens all the time in the aviation industry. This like the okay, so crew members get priority over revenue. Um, passengers because it's it's for an operational need like think about the future passengers compared to you know the couple you have to pull off a plane it makes sense most people are looking at the big picture you're talking if an individual flight's a small picture so these these guys are getting upset about the small picture but united's thinking big picture united needs those four people to to carry as many as 150 people that exact flight was 76 passengers, but those 76 passengers, if those four people couldn't get there, would have been canceled. So you got to pull four people to get 76 people. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. You know, obviously United had two options. You know, either they, they don't fly them out there and it cancels, or they pull a few people off and they pulled one of them off before he ever got on the plane. And then two other people... You know, they, they made them come off. They didn't take the... Well, how did they select those people? So this is where it gets complicated. Uh, you know, every airline has their own discretion to how they randomly select these people. But my insider information is that it's it goes by who used, who paid the least amount for their ticket and who checked in last. That's, that's great. Get the cheapskates the <laughs> fuck out of here. So people have used Expedia, Travelago, things like that. Get them the fuck out. People don't, who don't use the United website. See, if you were a Mileage Plus member, you would never get pulled off a flight. That's me right here. United <laughs> Plus. Don't get the fuck pulled off. I use the website. Mileage Plus. Exactly. That's that's the thing. If it, And even if you have, like... It, I ain't cheap. It's just last if you and if you forget to check in, you check in the last minute, but you bought your ticket through some secondhand third. I check in the day before. Exactly. You should. But if you don't you can only do it that doctor hours, that well, doctor yeah. was one of the last people to check in using a third party site. And guess what? The cheap, rich, lazy how, motherfucker. How do, you, how do you know you use a third-party site? Because that's how the that's how the computer oh, runs the, it. Okay, so basically, it's not like it's random. Like this guy just got randomly picked. It's, he is the the fourth cheapest motherfucker on the plane. Yes. 
United says it's random because they don't want to give out their algorithm, but I know gate agents. I know how it works. It goes by who paid the least amount for their ticket and checked in the last. And that's why you listen to Talk Small Podcast, because we give you (laughs) the insight to the airline industry. You don't want to get pulled off a flight or a plane? Use United.com or whatever airlines.com and check in 24 hours ahead of time. Don't be that last motherfucker. Al, you listen to this? You could get kicked off a plane, you cheap motherfucker. (laughs) I mean, that's a risk you take. It's in the contract of carriage. Who never, no one ever reads that either. Well, that's your own damn fault. United Plus member right here. So I'm going (laughs) to continue here. All right. so, so they go in and they're going after this doctor. The other people get, get off the plane. Why does the doctor not get off? Have you ever seen something like this? I've, I've had people not listen to me. And in situations like that, we have to call the, the police and they have to be there. And most of the time, the people get off once they see the cops. They get scared. Can you give me an example of what, one time you've had to call the police? So it wasn't me. It was the other flight attendant on board, but the person was... Because she couldn't handle her shit? She was Xanaxed out, let's be honest. <laughs> she could not... She And then she said that people were, like, watching her. People were following her. We hadn't even, like, closed the door yet. She was like, no, there's people after me. And the other flight attendant said, this makes me feel really uncomfortable. Can you come look at her and give me a second opinion? And I asked her how she was doing. She was like, terrible. This is the end. And I was like, you know what? We don't need someone like this on board. And then we told the captain, and the captain said, call the police, let's and get that, her off. And the captain's like the, the main f- pilot, right? Yeah, so it's, he's the uh, pilot in charge. He's, it's, it's a captain and a first AKA officer. A.K.A. the PIC. Exactly. Not confused with penis in charge. Huh. I mean, what, I guess he is the penis in charge if you think about it. But There's not many female PICs? Uh, there's a few. There's not as many as there should be. There should be some VICs? We'd still call them PICs, but they'd have Vs. The VPIs. The VIPs. Very important pussy in charge. Woo! We're getting distracted. Let's get back on track here. So getting back on track, basically, in what universe realm do we live in that if, if law enforcement tells you to do something and you don't do it, I don't care if you're a doctor. I don't care what the fuck you do for a living. It's all the Obama lovers out there. Whoa! Hot take. Hot Um, no, but Danielle's I, an Obama lover, Craig. No, I was, best president. That's horrible. Ever. Build that wall. <laughs> okay, back to my hey, damn story. Hashtag biggest bomb ever thrown on ISIS. Mother of all bombs. Hey, killed 90-plus ISIS members. And counting. And counting. (laughs) And counting. There's some out there suffering, almost dying, but they didn't die. They're under a rock. (laughs) And they're in Afghanistan, not to be confused by Iraq. Okay. A little dusty. Hot takes. So basically, anytime you buy a ticket using United, this is all explained in the very fine print. When you buy it, you agree to the terms and conditions, and you fucking signed up for this contract of carriage that you at any point can be removed if it's an operational need and it's, you know, absolutely needed, which in this situation it was. And, uh, you know, as a, as a side note, as a flight attendant myself, I, I expect a passenger to follow my instructions you know, my orders in the event of an emergency, if they were not to, there could be fatal consequences. And in training, we're taught that we don't want to ever put ourselves in that situation. So if we're boarding the plane and I tell you to do something, you don't do it, that's strike one. Like, here we go. How many strikes do you get? <laughs> Only two in this situation. If you don't get three strikes, you're out? I mean, the third strike, you're going to be gone already. Like, you can go strike out with someone else, but I ain't got the time. Damn. No, like I'm not. I'm not paid for that. I'm not Wait, babysitting. So, uh, so I haven't seen this video. I thought. I, th- I thought at one point. Oh no! So we're like at the cops are on the, the They're flight. They're not cops. Yes, they are. It was Chicago. Chicago's airport law enforcement. So they are cops, but they're not Chicago PD. Air- they're, they're not like a TV show by NBC. But here's the thing: point. he wouldn't move. He's on the window seat. And he, it's a small plane. He wouldn't leave. So it's they on had the to, window seat. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, so they had to pull him I over. I thought you couldn't pull people out of the window seat. 
Yes, you can. That's why you, I see. I always went to window seats, so they. I thought they'd always <laughs> grab the aisle person first. That's what you. That's why you choose your seat. You're really afraid you're gonna get pulled off of a flight. I've never even thought I'd get removed from a flight. Clearly, I'm fucking around, Eric. <laughs> Keep up. All right, I always book as a United Plus member. Window seat. That's the place to be, unless you're gonna get pulled off a flight, and then it's gonna be an awkward position that they grab you, so you might get your fucking chin busted. Wait. So the cops are on. They tell me he has to get off. He doesn't listen. That sounds he doesn't right listen. There. So when they pull him, do the two people next to him, do they move so that the cops can get to him? No. And I think one of them was his wife or something because when he gets pulled off, she follows him and it's another Asian lady and she seems like distressed about the situation. Um, Racist. What about the aisle seat? Did the aisle seat get out of the way? Like, the cops have to get in there. Here's the thing. So, this guy, he claims he's a doctor. He claims he has patients next day. He doesn't want to get off because that's his moral code. Why do you say claims? Because he actually got his his license taken from him a couple years ago and he's been in some drug shady shit when they when they did this thing yeah but drugs are important too no but he was giving people prescriptions it was a whole thing so yeah he there's a history he's there. a he shady has, cop and when he's still when a doctor he's not licensed okay but are you really a doctor do you yeah. have patients the next day if you're not licensed? It's a piece of paper that says you're a doctor. We're getting distracted here. Let's he go. bought the cheapest ticket and checked in the last. I don't want that to be my doctor. But what I will say, and he won't listen to anyone's direction, okay? Did he speak English? Yes. Okay. All right. And that's what everyone said. They're like, oh, maybe it's a cultural thing. No, he spoke English. How do you know he spoke English? Because I saw the video and, and I saw the take on – I saw people's take on it. He definitely was speaking English. Okay. He's licensed here in America. What kind of doctor can't speak English here in America? Well, he was licensed before it was taken away because of some shady shit. But what I will say – But what does his taking like the license away have to do with the with this whole situation? Because whether he was a doctor – uh, no, I don't care what you are. If you don't listen to law enforcement, people happy have been shot. Masseuse. People have been shot and killed for doing less than that. If law enforcement tells you to do something, you need to fucking do it. I don't care if you're white girl Becky, if you're black dude Daquan. I need you. Daquan, to... that was, that's racist. No, I, Daquan's more likely to get shot than Becky, and it's mm. fucked up. But what that's I'm saying is, too. no. That do you know like how many people have Obama died? Shit. Do you know how many black guys have died just because the cops said, hey, stay, and they didn't? But here this Asian doctor doesn't, he just gets his job beaten out because he refuses to move. Beaten out. So, all right, so he gets pulled off the plane, his wife's following him. He tried to come back on the plane. Can we talk about that? Yeah, how do you come back on the plane? Because obviously the guy, not right in the head. He tried to run back on the plane and create more of an ordeal than there was about it he was pissed off obviously but that's 100 percent a security measure once you get off of a plane you are not allowed back on a plane no matter what and that guy you know he that's that's a whole nother charge to be arrested for sorry wow that was a beer opener you're fucking from, up you're fucking the levels up from nola on tap it's a great it's a great cause asapca ASPCA. But so, what I will so back say... back to Daquan. You don't like cops then? Shut up. What I will say is that a United employee did not pull that person off the plane. It escalated to a situation it didn't need to. This has happened Who beat so the fuck many... out of his jaw, though? It was arm, his jaw hitting the damn armrest because he would not move. And the armrest chi- can't beat The Chicago airport though. police used their... You know, force was why, it unnecessary? Why was the guy in jeans though? Like, I think if I'm in security, I'm not wearing some fucking jeans. I think I'm in like some uniform. Dude was That's in like a, a polo and jeans. Some camouflage khakis. No, it was straight up jeans. Someone said Mark Wahlberg was getting more uh, like 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 debuted like spotlight. Like people were making jokes that it looked like Wal- Mark Wahlberg because he had the same body type. I don't know if y'all were. Obviously, he never. So the guy, the guy was ripped. Oh yeah, it was his. It was his spotlight. (laughs) Would you date a guy that ripped? I would not date him because he was that ripped. Oh okay. Hot take. But what I'm just saying is just that um, it's you know this happens on every major airline. It's not a reflection of United or its morals or whatever. I don't think United's PR team did a great job of 
apologizing for the incident. They tried to brush it under the rug, and the stock fell considerably. And now the, the CEO is now the CEO is is trying to backtrack. But you know, just I'm I'm a flight attendant. I don't work for United, but. Even on flights since then, people make jokes. Oh, you're going to drag me off the plane. Oh, you're going to do this. Oh, you're going to do that. When they tell you this, how is your reaction? Like, do you give them less peanuts? How does this work? Like, how do you get back at these guys making stupid jokes? Like, do you piss in their coffee? Like, how does this happen? There was one guy. He had been an asshole to me all flight. He was in first class, and he said something like, oh... I he said something like, "Haha." Was, did he pay full ticket for first class, or he's one of these expedient? I have no users? idea. I have no idea. He probably did. I I have no way of knowing that. That's the gate agent who would know that. But basically, what happened was, he was like, "Oh, haha!" Like, "Oh, you're gonna drive me off the plane." I was like, "You wish," and that was mine. Like, got him. <laughs> fun thing to say for the day. But, um, you know, like people have been getting on the plane and they'll say like things like that, like, oh, at least I'm not flying United or, oh, you know, you know, they, they just want to like bring it up because people don't have anything else on their mind, literally. And, you know, you just got to smile and be like, welcome aboard. Here we are. What's the uh, if you could pick any airline to work for, what's the one that everyone wants to work for? Is the is there one that? Um, yes. And it's Emirates. Um, oh, okay. They fly in the Middle East, yeah. and they treat their employees like... L let me ask you about Emirates, because wasn't Jennifer Aniston accused of fucking pilots and doing like crazy sex things on those planes? I haven't heard that. She was in the commercial for Emirates, obviously, where they have the nightclub in the middle of the plane. I've never flown Emirates. I have no idea, but... Every video I've ever seen, every anything I've ever seen, it's very over the top and excessive. And so it is likely that Jennifer Aniston fucked the pilots and did all that crazy. I shit. mean, I'm not going to say if she did that or not. I'm not Jennifer she's Aniston. Living her I don't life, know. Man. Like what, she's a what, uh, what American companies? Is there an American company that the people it would probably work for be the most? Delta? But the thing with Delta is they're very conservative. Like you have to look a certain way to get hired, and you gotcha. have to be a certain way to get. They're more selective than Harvard. Do you have to have big bosoms, or what's their selectivity? You know, I don't know that. I um, haven't been on many Delta flights since I'm a United Plus passenger. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, it's it's really just if you live out of Atlanta or Minneapolis or places that are Delta hubs, you're more likely to fly Delta. And if you live in places like Houston or Chicago or Washington, D.C., you're going to more likely to fly United and things like that. Like, it just depends on where there's a hub and where you're – there's Southwest and New Orleans – um, so if Craig, where's your hub? I I'm based out of Houston. So if Craig's hanging out with the Houstones, they're more likely to fly or be a flight attendants for United because they're out of Houston. Absolutely. Craig, did you know any Houstones that were flight attendants? Did not. Did you know many Houstones? Why are you saying it like that? Yeah, I, I don't know the Houstones. Are they smoking pot? Craig, give a quick breakdown of who the Houstones are. They're a Hispanic gang in Houston. Kind of like MS-13 in a way. What's MS-13? The Honduran gang. Oh. Mm -hmm. The most dangerous gangs in the world. Okay, I don't know I shit about know. gangs. All right, so well, I mean, any, anyways. They have, a, they have a good time. Yeah. So we got we got the United and the CEOs coming out. They're not handling it very well PR wise. Yeah, they dropped the ball. But ultimately, if you're told to get the fuck off the plane, you got to get the fuck off the plane. So the flight you attendants, fucking cheapskate. The flight attendants in the situation did the right thing. They asked the guy to leave and read him his fly rights, which is basically like that. United or whoever you bought the ticket from is yeah, allowed my... to kick you off their property. <laughs> In a flight, if they absolutely need to, and they read them their rights, he still would refuse to do it. So the gate agent, you know, told him to get off. He went. So basically, you have two people checks and balances. Wouldn't he wouldn't get off? So they had to call law enforcement. Still wouldn't get off. Is this guy going to get money for getting his face busted in? United might try to settle it out of court just because it's such a big deal. But really, United did everything by the book. From what I can tell. You know, I wasn't there, obviously, but... Go ahead and write him a check. Make I him mean, happy. They want it to go away, but at the same time, if a court proved United right, everyone would go, oh, shit. Craig, would you get your jaw busted for, like, 250000 Oh, yeah. If you were a doctor... Oh, yeah, I'd get my busted open for 250000 Yeah, but... It's going to be more than that. 
if they do settle outside of court, it's going to be more than that. It'd yeah, be, but he's going to get well paid worth. in yen. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> I'm saying. That's kind of funny. Just, All like, right. just like Daquan. All right, so Danielle, there's a couple things that I want to ask you real, like rapid fire real quick. Oh, God. The people that cannot get their lo- overhead luggage like secured into the overhead bin, what do you think of said person? So when you say this, two types of people come up. There's people that literally walk on the plane and they put their overhead bag like in the aisle and then they sit down and they look at you like, you should put that in the fucking overhead bin. But I just, you know, play dumb and I'm like... Is everything okay? Like, you got that? Like, what are you doing? But people think they're entitled that this is some sort of flight attendant's like you're job. you're servant. They're not paying my fucking medical bills. If I throw my back out, putting... I'm, I'm like a 120-pound white girl. Am I, if I throw my back out carrying your bag, you better fucking feel like an asshole. And no one's paying those bills. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm paying those bills. So Wait, I, if I can't lift not it... Not Obamacare? No, I don't qualify for that, that I know of. But why do you like him so much, then? Let's not go there. <laughs> but, but what I will say is if I can't lift it, I check it. And that pisses people off. They're like, duh, 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 duh. I put a green, I put a tag on it, check it. You'll see that on the loading bridge of wherever we go. Because I'm not going to hurt myself for someone I don't even fucking know. Well, what about these people that don't put them in correctly? Like they people don't put, are They idiots. don't put it like... They don't. They turn it sideways instead of front to back, so that they, they leave it half hanging out. It's like when when a girl has a muffin top hanging out of her tank top, and you're like, that doesn't go together. And you you like fix it, but they won't. So you gotta go there and fix it. How many girls muffin tops have you fixed? No, that's not. I mean, it's just like a, <laughs> it's an analogy or metaphor, obviously. But what I'm saying is that like. People are so stressed out when they're flying that once they get their shit on the plane, they're like, oh, it's not. She'll, she'll figure that out. She's good. So have you ever broken anybody's valuables by smashing the overhead bin closed? No, but people have looked at me like I just killed their mom. You know, like I, re- I moved their bag to the other side or I did whatever, threw it around, and they were just like, <gasps> like, I don't have time for you. Okay. So- I'm just saying. I don't get paid extra to give a fuck that you don't know how to put your shit in. All right. So you should have checked it. Yeah. You check yourself or before you wreck yourself. Good point. Um, does anybody have any other questions for uh, a flight attendant? Da- Danielle? I do. Uh, about how many do you do a day? How many flights? Yeah. Yeah, that's so a very good qualifier. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it varies. Like it depends on the length of the flight. We're not allowed to work more than twelve hours of duty, which means that like I can do five like two-hour flights, right? Okay. But if I if it was like a four-hour flight or a five-hour flight, I could only do two a day, and you'd be exhausted because there's like time in between. Yeah, and yeah, things yeah. Like that. They count like they're counting when you're at the airport. But you go on like on four-day trips. So, or basically, it's like a four-day trip where you leave, you know, like tomorrow I leave on a four-day trip and I don't come back to a certain day and it's just, you know, you just keep going and then you're off for a few days. So, it's, it's, it's totally weird. The schedule changes all the time. You never go to the same places. Um, people always ask me, oh, is this your normal route? No. Hmm. I mean, it's a good question, but it's, I never have a set. So, anything. do you go to Hawaii or Alaska? Um, I could fly there if more senior flight attendants didn't, I mean, the thing is, is that being, uh, you know, like a junior flight attendant, you don't get much say. It's gotcha. like, you just pull So they around. want those. Yeah. They, you make more money per hour, per flight hour. So you want to go foreign, you want to go to Alaska, you want to go to Hawaii. You want to go long, Eric. That's how you make the money. You don't go to like Mexico and make that much money. You I need get to go it. something long. I get it. Like international. You don't go to Oklahoma City and make that money. You go to damn uh, Toronto, Ottawa. Now, you've been to Toronto, right? Yeah. How's Toronto? It's good? I heard it's uh, pretty fun. I, I liked it. Um, I walked around. There's like a market. I walked around. I walked around by myself, you know, as a, as a young girl. And I never felt... <laughs> I'm used to I'm used to walking around New Orleans and people will talk to you and they won't leave you alone. And it's like people... Uh, you know, like you get kind of like creeped out. They're like extra thirsty. 
Yeah, it's like some creepy people. In Toronto, everyone just was nice, minded their own business. No one made me feel uncomfortable. I never felt unsafe for a second. Do you think you were only New Orleans hot and not Canada hot? And you think that might be the difference? No, I think I'm hotter in Canada than New Orleans. That's my take. Uh, What makes you think that? Because I was in Canada. So they just look less attractive? It's like they buy less into the makeup and like Botox and lip injections. So and you, what like, you're saying is they're more natural and you can counterfeit your way to the top. I'm just saying that I felt like I was more of a seven and less of a six in Canada. <laughs> That's my take. I don't know. All right. So is there any more questions for her? Because I have a very fin- final question I want to ask. Oh, God. All right, so Craig, you don't have anything else for it? No, I'm going to leave the rest of this. I don't have anything either. All right. Is it if I would drag someone off a plane? No, 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 no. It's nothing about planes. So when I first missioned my buddy Eric over here, Danielle mentioned that she was that Eric was kind of hot in high school. Oh, my God. <laughs> so my question to you, Danielle, oh is how well has Mr. – look, he's got some joggers on. He's got a little, like, kind of flannel pattern. Oh, my God. Eric's, look at him touching his <laughs> brow right now. You've been ready to fire this missile. Yes, I have. You don't have to answer this. No, you, you do. The question is, how hot is he now? How is he aged? That, like, what's the, what is the question? Yes, that's... That. Please don't. If this is a roast, please don't do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not... I think he looks about the same. A Ooh, little... still lo- hot. I mean, I, I wasn't saying you're the hottest dude ever. But... But I said you were hot for the neighborhood. Ooh. And look, Eric, Craig, what do you think about his reaction right now? He's loving it. This is the end of the episode. We're, we're done here. Eric, <laughs> you, you don't want to play the same game? You don't want me to ask you the same no, question? No, Eric, no. Eric, let me ask you one question, Eric. No. Okay, I, I probably won't answer it, but... When, when you said she was a, when she said she was a six in New Orleans and a seven in Toronto... Oh, my God. Did you agree with the rating on herself? <laughs> I don't know anything about this Toronto. This is a trick or fucking question. Fuck off, New Orleans. Is she a six? Come on. Oh my god. The, the, this is <laughs> this is uncalled for. It's... Eric, it's really easy. She just said you were as hot as you were in high school. She gave you a compliment. Oh my god. I. Uh, this is too awkward, Harley. <laughs> Yeah, she's at least the a six she, in oh, New Orleans. Boo. Craig, what do you think about his, his his answer? Do you think he's being deceitful here? I think he's just trying to weasel his way out of an answer. Like you, I like looking at him. His body language. I'm thinking he, he wanted to go. He wanted eight, to go eight, higher. Eight. Right? He wanted to go higher. You, you think he wanted to go eight? Huh? Yeah. I, well, I, y'all aren't gonna yeah. get anything out of me. Stop looking at me like that, Danielle. What do you think he wanted to rate you as? An eight? You think? <laughs> no, probably a seven. All right, I'll so- go a little higher. I don't. I don't know that he. He wouldn't know that I thought he was attractive in high school if he wouldn't have fucking brought it up. <laughs> Eric, take your shirt off. Show what's up. No. <laughs> We're, absolutely We're past not. That point. All right. So thank you. He's for- trying to make. Sh- I don't even know what you're trying to I, do. I'm ready for beer pong, Harley. All right. I'm going to hold you to that. All right. Let's thank you for joining us on a very emergency episode of Tongue Small Podcast. <laughs> Craig, do you think this episode was quality? Yeah, and don't be a fucking cheapskate when you buy your plane tickets, that, Al. That's right. You get kicked off the fucking plane. And let's kick fucking Knobloch off a plane. I, hey, would you kick Knobloch off a plane? He's probably smuggling drugs regardless. Yeah, for being a cheapskate. And look out for the edibles, too. <laughs> Eric, thank you for joining us. We're going to go play some beer pong. It was very fun putting you on the spot on rating my sister. It was fun stuff. So fun. Hey, Danielle, were you disappointed that Chris and Knobloch weren't here? Yeah, I was. Chris, she was disappointed you weren't here. And Dylan would also like to see you pulling your pants down. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Why do we always have to bring my ex-boyfriend? All right, so... Thank you for joining the Talk Small Podcast. Hey, Danielle, do you want to give a shout-out to J-Bone? <laughs> shout-out to J-Bone. We good. We cool. Hey. He's still the best. Okay, so here's the thing. I think he's the best guest on Talking Small. 
I think he's way better than me. And I think he should be on more often. That's my take. Um, when you're in Boston next time, you're going to hit him up to see uh, how that Range Rover is going? I would like to go get a drink with J-Bone. I don't think it needs to escalate whatever juicy drama you're trying to do. No. I would like to chill and, you know, hang out with J-Bone. I think he's a cool guy. All right, last question. Long-haired J-Bone or short-haired J-Bone? Oh, he's not going to like this. Long-haired J-Bone. Oh, long-haired J-Bone. I'm sorry, J-Bone, but she still wants to have a drink with you, see what's up. Uh, thank you for joining us on podcast. Hey, you can follow Daniela at Dan Bleasy on Snapchat or Derple. No, wait, Dan Smell Dan Smell You Later with an eight. Yeah, on Twitter. You can follow E at Aristotle's. You can follow Craig at Craigie2Crunk. And uh, you can follow me at the Tongue Small Podcast or a Big Bowl of Wrong. Thank you, everybody. And uh, Eric, tell tell the viewers bye bye. Oh wait, hold on, Danielle. How do you listen to the podcast? Um, my uh, podcast app through my iPhone, so it's like an Apple podcast. How hard is it to sign up for that? Real easy. Now, what what do you think about <laughs> Eric not being able to do that? Fucking lame as hell. All right. All right, so Eric's... No excuses. No excuses. I'll figure it out one day. You can show me. My phone's here. an app on your phone you can't even delete. Like, literally, if you have an iPhone. One of you two chodes can show me how to do this. All right, thank you for joining us at Don't Small Podcast, and we out. Boomunch, play us out. All right, we got a little addition to the Talking Small Podcast. (laughs) All right. Craig, stop fucking with that mic. I can hear it. Thank you, buddy. So right now, we're the day after, or Easter Sunday, blessed. We're uh, on the uh, the verge of a uh, crawfish bowl and quite a drinking performance by a couple people. And we have some stories from last night. These are These are fabrications, probably not true. They're 100% true. So Sounds like they're pretty true. Craig, just before we get into it, let's set the scene. How many beers do you think got drank? There's two suitcases. That's 48 right there. And an eight-pack of uh, Wait, aluminum we, bottles. We drank all your eight, too? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Then we had some Mick Ultras in there. So. God damn. And... The summer shandies, I think, were gone in some of the cups. So, between me and you, Craig, how many beers do you think? Like, 15 apiece? You think it was more? I'd at least have 20 apiece. Fuck. (laughs) Fuck. All right. So, this is like 20 beers in. This is probably one of the hardest I've went in a very long time. Now that I'm 29 years old, getting up in age. So, Eric. I'll take it over. So, everyone, we're done. We all crashed. The night's over. I go downstairs. I got to pee. And I'm in the bathroom, and I pee, and I walk out. And, like, right in front of me in the living room is Harley just facing one of the doors in his living room, just peeing (laughs) in the living room on the floor. And I see this puddle on the living room floor, and... I didn't know what to do. I didn't know, like, to tell him to stop or what. So I, ju- I just ran upstairs. And then I go upstairs. And the whole night, I didn't sleep well. So I keep thinking. I kept getting waking up. And I was like, I thought I saw Harley pissing. You know, I definitely used pissing in his living room. But then by the time I wake up, I wasn't really sure if, if I dreamt it up. So I was waiting to see if I heard, waiting to hear if uh, anything was going on downstairs. And I finally hear some people awake. So I go downstairs and I, I tell Harley, I'm like, you know, I'm, I I don't know if I dreamt this up, but like, dude, do you weren't you pissing on the living room floor? He was like, no, that didn't happen, you know, no, I did that, that didn't happen. I don't think that happened. And so we're just talking about it. I'm like, okay, well maybe, you know, maybe I'm didn't know what I was talking about. Maybe I was just dreaming stuff. And then you hear Ella scream from the bedroom, you know, Harley, you definitely pissed on the floor. Well, you see, I don't look. Okay, so just the last thing I remember is we finished this like 
maybe nine games of beer pong and all this epic drinking that me and Craig talked about earlier. So I go into the bedroom, and my, my thought process is, all right, I'm done drinking. I need to get into a recovery mode so I don't feel too bad the next night. So unfortunately, I did something stupid. I ate like four vitamins, the gummies, once a day, and then I puked. I forced myself to puke. I got over the toilet, went all anorexic. You had a finger sandwich. Yep. And had to puke. So I probably ruined the vitamins. I should have took them after the puke. Yeah, so, definitely. So that's the last thing I remember. And then Ella also said that when she screamed out that he that was, he was pissing and I wasn't you know thinking up shit, she said he also, she woke up in the middle of the night because he was pissing in his dog's bed because she heard piss and she's like, oh, the dog's pissing. But all the dogs were fine and she looks over and Harley's pissing in the fucking dog bed like a fucking dog. Yeah. And then what's also funny is the piss was gone this morning and Harley's <laughs> parents were here. So they probably, when they woke up in the morning, they were probably like, oh, the, the, you know, the dog Damn dogs pissed, pissed in the everywhere. living room. They picked it up. These fucking animals. <laughs> Little did they know their son was a fucking animal who pisses in his own house. Let me ask you this. Is there a chance that I cleaned up the, my own piss? I highly <laughs> I doubt it. it. You probably didn't even know where you were. Listen, if you were pissing in your living room and I walk out of the door and you don't even flinch, you don't even look at me when you hear a noise and you just keep pissing, There's, I doubt you thought the next thing, okay, let me clean up after myself. <laughs> that, is, that is true. That is true. I probably did not. But it's not. I'm not going to call my parents and try to figure that out. Be like, hey, you know, we think we kind of smell, you know, dog urine was, did y'all, did y'all pick up any dog piss <laughs> and see what they say and just don't tell them it was you. Cause I mean, yeah, that'd be, I don't think they'd be happy with you if they found out they were picking up your piss. Uh, I mean, the deed's done, so I don't know how, if they would be that mad or not. I'm not sure, but that's. It's a it's a fucked up thing to do. Or ask Dan Bleasy if she heard them bitching in the morning about picking up dog piss. <laughs> Be like, hey, I I wasn't sure if I heard this this morning, but was Dad bitching about uh, the dog pissing in the house? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did it. I that's why you have uh, stained concrete floors; they're easy to clean up. And uh, evidently, I pissed on a dog bed, and. On a, uh, a a door inside my house. So for all you listening who have seen some of the snaps from uh, the other weekend where Nobs and a few other were just pissing themselves on the beach, next time we come to Harley's house, we can stand in a circle and just all piss on his living room floor. <laughs> Please don't do that. With the dog. I, I'm paying for it right now. <laughs> I'm paying for it. it this, is, this is a tough tough you know five minutes so far <laughs> Craig what was the craziest thing you remember from last night I don't know you don't know it didn't it honestly I mean, didn't get too crazy we just drank crazy. a ton uh, a lot I mean the craziest part you know sending snaps of uh, us singing Shawn Mendes yeah probably y'all you, you and Eric dancing up on the table what what table? Yeah, we did. We get on. We did get on the, the table. Beer pong the table, beer pong table. We were on the beer pong table. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember getting on the ice chest. We got on the table. Yeah, yeah. we did. Oh, I don't remember. There's that. numerous snaps out there. That... I never got any of them though. <laughs> I know we sent some pizzazz snaps for K KD. Yeah, KD yeah, was pizzazz snaps. That was a queer moment for y'all. Oh, no, that was good people. Pizzazz, that was the hot song in high school, Craig. Craig, you didn't, you didn't, you know, get down to Pizzazz when you uh, were taking care of yourself? No, I did not. Y'all didn't listen to that at, in, at Old Piss, or well, it would have been before you were at Old Piss? It must have been while you were in Juvie. They probably don't listen to Pizzazz in Juvie. No, they sure don't. <laughs> Just a little flip. You would definitely get your ass beat for listening to Pizzazz in Juvie. A little flip only. Right. It's a Paul Wall. Oh, Mike yeah. Jones. Paul Walls. All right, does anybody have any el anything else they want to talk about? I didn't know I got on the table. Uh, they had to break me and Eric up on beer pong because me and him won like four straight games and it wasn't even challenged. 
After they broke us up, Eric and uh, my sister beat me and Craig like three games to two. So. I think we ended up tying at the end. No, I don't think so. Did we? No. I don't know. I won that last game with a money shot at the end. Oh, we did? We yeah. Won- oh, fuck. Then we played it the, yeah. yeah, then we went 3-3. Then it was 3-3. We played 10 games of beer pong. Yeah, no, I think that's it. All right. Well, there was another good part, but we'll have to save that one for later. You yeah, know, we're, some, not ta- uh, we're not talking about that. We'll learn some very uh, Craig, strange talk. information. Don't talk about that. Well, no, we'll save it for later. <laughs> All right. Got to keep the viewers uh, wondering. All right. So, thank you for joining us on the uh, addendum of the Thought Small Podcast to the Derpel episode. Uh, we appreciate it. it. Where your ass was at, we out here. We had a good time. We both had a good time. Happy Easter. Yeah. Hey, Nabla. Nah,